Pro Talk with ProTech, digging deep to learn the stories, lessons, and accomplishments of experts in the real estate industry. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Our guest today is Meredith Fogel with Old Line Properties, the host of the podcast So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent, and the author of our upcoming book, Farming for Real Estate Agents. We're so excited to learn her journey. Thank you, Meredith. Welcome. Thank you for having me. And um, so just to kind of get started, uh, we always like to ask people, you know, how'd you end up in the real estate industry? You know, kind of what's your story? So I decided to get into real estate almost right out of college. Um, I was buying my first house. I was able to buy a house really young. And the agent that I worked with out of the time, at the time was referred to me by my parents. And little did I know that I was in a much lower price range in general than she normally works. So she was very kind to me. And I never felt at all during the whole process that I was like low man on her totem pole. Uh, she made me feel very special. And I remember driving around in the car with her when we were looking at houses. And I asked her why she decided to get into real estate. And she said, you know, it's a profession where I can be as successful as I want to. The sky is the limit and I can be home to put my kids to bed almost every night. And I just thought, wow, and I didn't have kids at the time. I thought, wow, that just sounds like a, a really nice combo of you know life values that really resonated with me. So when I decided to enter into a, a post-college you know, college career, I decided that was a, a good way to go. And it was appealing to me in a lot of other ways too. I actually, my first job out of college was in the um, homeowner's insurance industry. So I learned a lot about houses, helping people through like negative things that happened to them, insurance claims wise. So it was very nice to transition into a profession where we're helping people most of the time through a really exciting transition in their lives. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, kind of the work-life balance I think is really attractive to, you know, a lot of agents in the industry. So. Yes, little do they know that it's very easy to throw that balance way off, but <laughs> it is something that we all strive to, uh, to achieve. Yes. Awesome. So um, I know you have a team. So when and why did you start, decide to start your team? Tell me a little bit about that. I kind of always wanted to have a team. Um, when I started to concentrate in my geographic farm area, which is the Kentlands and Lakelands, I actually reached out to the person who became my mentor at the time. Her name was Judy Howland, and she was Kentlands, like the queen of Kentlands at the time. And she had actually helped my parents buy their second house, which was here in Kentlands. And she was at my, the Long and Foster office where I trained and as a new agent. And I went up to her and I said, hey, so, you know, if you ever need help. And she very graciously said, no, I, I kind of don't need help. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just went and did my own thing for a while. But I always thought I'd like to partner with someone and really learn from someone who had excelled in this profession. So fast forward a couple of years and I had a friend who had used Judy to buy their house and knew Judy was like the Cantlin's expert but also knew me very well and knew I had been in real estate at that point for a couple of years. And she called me and said, we love you. We want to work with you, but we also love Judy. And she, you know, she knows the neighborhood. Is there any chance you would work together? So I approached her again at that point, And she very graciously this time said, absolutely. And we got to know each other and had very similar life goals as it turns out and value systems. Uh, so we started to just work together and I realized at that point that the power of two people can actually equal the uh, ability of perhaps more than two people. So we were able to really tag team with each other and kind of shore up each other's strengths and weaknesses to propel the business much further than it was even you know, when she was at the top of her game. 
So when she decided to move out of the business, which was about 2008, she moved to Florida. And at that point I had really kind of taken over the business anyway, but I knew I needed other people to help me succeed. I also love to teach and train, and that's one of the things that I started my podcast for because I love to mentor and coach agents, new agents, agents who are feeling like they're at a plateau in their careers. That's one of the things that really gives me fulfillment is helping them like break through that ceiling. So I wanted to have that feeling too. And in the second brokerage I was with, I was tapped to be a team leader and a trainer there. So I, and I, I knew that you, you learn a lot when you teach. Um, so that was kind of really a, a, a fascinating piece of it for me too. So I wanted to develop a team. Um, the very first retreat back at Long and Foster again that we ever did, we did these agent retreats once a year where we did like goal planning and some inspirational things. And I remember sketching out a um, picture of what the sign in front of my office would look like one day. And that was like always in my head and I knew that's where I would house my team. So that was kind of what made me, it was a very long answer to your question, but what made me decide to, to build a team. Yeah, I love that, you know, kind of manifesting and like growing. Yeah. Um, so how big is your team right now? I have 11 agents on my team right now. I have one assistant and I have three who are training to be agents. Oh, I love that, I love that. I know you just mentioned that you love, you know, training and teaching, yeah. so it sounds like those two, Agents are in great hands. Oh, thank you. Thank you. They're doing great. Um, so where do you see yourself in the next five years? That could be for you or your team. So continuing to grow the team and continuing to grow the brokerage. We have a brokerage here at Old Line that is a little different in terms of how it operates than most other brokerages. We're very selective about the agents that we bring in. We put them through some testing and some qualifications before they are invited to join the brokerage. And then as I said, you heard me use the phrase train to be on the team. Mm -hmm. So they do need to train and prove that they can um, meet the benchmarks to be invited to the team. So once those things happen, then they become formally part of the team or the brokerage and we offer both options. But I would love to be able to replicate what I've done here in this little Kentland's office uh, in other places. So some of these agents I'm hoping will incubate out of our office and open their own offices in other parts of Maryland. We are a Maryland-only brokerage, um, but I'd love to kind of spread what we have here in this office to other parts of, of the state. I love that, I love that. Um, you know, I know you mentioned that you service Kentlands, obviously, in the Lakelands area. Are there any other areas that you service? Yeah, we work in all of Maryland. So um, anywhere that anyone is looking in Maryland, we can help them buy or sell. I personally concentrate mostly in this area, specifically in the 20878 zip code. Really the only time I go out of Cantlands, Lakelands or the zip code is if I have someone who is purchasing here and wants me to help them sell somewhere else because it's much more seamless for me to handle both sides of the transaction or vice versa, someone who's selling here and wants to, me to help them purchase elsewhere. Okay, okay. But my team goes everywhere, even to the Eastern Shore, I'm on the other side of the bridge, we go everywhere. Wherever you want, she'll go. Yep. <laughs> um, so I know that you have, um, obviously you're into training and everything like that. Um, what is something that you wish you would have known when you first started out or maybe something that other people have told you that they wish that they would have known when they first started out? I think the thing that people often tell me, and probably I wish I had known too, is how important consistency is in this business. And that's really what I teach my agents through tools and systems that I, um, I give them through my Career Kickstart program. 
being consistent and focusing on lead generation, and that's kind of one of those secrets that I teach and I call it the truth about real estate, is that real estate, although it is the relationship business, we're really not in the sales business. We're in the lead generation business. Mm -hmm. And that if you keep your focus on lead generation together with client services, that that's going to get you to your goals. I love that, yep. Um, you know, that it, that's kind of something that I think a lot of people, when they think of real estate agents, they're like, oh, there's a, they're a salesperson and, you know, just right. kind of getting out of that mindset and you're like, no, they're actually really here to help you. They're not here to sell. They're here to help. Exactly. I would say houses usually sell themselves. Mm -hmm. So we're here to guide the client through the process. That's great. That's great. Um, so I know that we mentioned a little bit about your book, but do you want to tell everybody a little bit about that? What made you decide to be an author? Oh, sure. Um, so I always wanted to be an author and I actually have two other books already published under a pseudonym that are completely not in the real estate genre. However, I decided once I began the podcast and started to really teach and train that I had something kind of unique that I could give to other agents who might want to begin their business through concentrating on geographic real estate farming. And what's beautiful is the systems that are in place in the book are replicable anywhere. So in any geographic area, subdivision, city, town that someone decides to focus in, they can use these same systems and dominate a real estate farm wherever they are. Uh, so I just thought it would be a great thing to be able to, to train and to share with people. I have so much that I have created, that I've learned from other people, that I've integrated into this book that I just really wanted to share it. That's great. So I know you said that the book is coming out in January. Is January 12th, yes, yes. Where will we be able to find it? It'll be on Amazon, it'll be in Barnes & Noble, available um, through print or via ebook. I also have a workbook that it will be uh, posted on my website, which is therealestatebrainmakers.com that anybody can access there. There's also some video and podcast content that people can access that is related to the book. And I'm really excited. I just found out that the National Association of Realtors Realtor Library, mm -hmm. member library, is going to sell the book as well. I love that. Um, so I know that obviously writing a book is a, is a huge thing and you're a real estate agent, so you're really busy. You know, How long did it take you to write that book and what, what has that process been getting it published? It took me probably about a year and a half to write the book. Uh, the process of getting it published was a little bit longer only because I wasn't really sure whether so many people are self-publishing these days, whether I wanted to self-publish or go through a traditional publisher, which is what I did with my other two books. Um, and I know that these days publishing is kind of different because the author is really relied upon to do most of the marketing for the book. Mm -hmm. And I knew that for my other two books, although they published it and they put it into, you know, bookstores and things like that. I was the one who had to get the word out about the books. They kind of helped, but not that much. So <laughs> I thought, you know, do I, which, which way do I go on this? So I found a company called Greenleaf, which is actually a hybrid publisher. Okay. So they're a traditional publisher in that they're going to print the book. They'll put it on Amazon and on, you know, Barnes and Noble and all the regular places that a regular traditional publisher would publish. And then they offer a la carte marketing services as well, as much as we might need them. But what they do is a beautiful job editing, which is really what I needed. So a good editor can really help you put the pieces of the book together in a way that makes logical sense to the consumer, mm -hmm. that sometimes you get a little lost in the weeds as an author as you're writing, and they're able to help you craft it into a really compelling message. 
Um, and they were fabulous with that. And then the cover design too, that was a whole big piece of it that I would have had no idea how to go about. So all of that, they just made it look, I've got interviews in the book from other, what I call famous farmers from around the country, all the way from, I've got people in New York, all the way to Alaska. So I've got a bunch of interviews with them and they you know, got their photos and it just looks really cool the way it's set up in the print version. So all of that I never could have done without a real publisher. I love that. You know, I'm really excited to read it, obviously, and Thank I encourage you. everybody else out there um, to read it. It Thank sounds great. You. Or talk to Meredith about it. I'm sure she'd love to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, so, you know, what was one of the most surprising things you learned about becoming a real estate agent? I think one of the most surprising things I learned was that sometimes a ch the biggest challenge can be working with other agents. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, that, that's something that's a tough lesson for especially a lot of the new agents that I work with. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's very easy to get caught up in competition or what other agents are saying about you or thinking about you. Mm -hmm. And I remember so vividly I had another mentor a little bit later in my career after my original mentor retired who said to me, keep in mind that the higher you fly, the larger the target on your back becomes. And that is really true. Mm -hmm. So what I've always tried to do, and this is what my original mentor told me was, keep your eyes on your goal, keep yourself client focused, and everything else will take care of itself. And that is probably the truest thing that I have learned, is that if you just keep your eyes on where you're going and keep your value system intact and in front of you, everything else just falls into place. Mm -hmm. My mom always says, keep your eye on the goal. No yeah. matter what, just keep your eye on the goal. Yeah. And I, that stuck with me my whole life. Good. So, yeah. Oh, that's I great. your mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of going with that, tell me about a really challenging time and how you overcame it. Hmm. I think the most challenging time I can remember in real estate was back in the, the market when the bubble burst. So that was 2008. I was in the market, I started in the market um, in 1998, and in that time, we were really on like a little bit of, a, of an incline in terms of market activity. It was sort of what we would call a normal market until the early 2000s, and then anybody who's listening who was in the, in the business in those early 2000s, 2000 to 2007, holy cow. I mean, it was like just taking off, just off like a rocket, and you just held on for dear life. So that was, you know, the real like just gangbusters market. And then it was funny because I remember my office manager at the time would be like, there's no bubble, there's no bubble. And then all of a sudden the bubble burst. Luckily here, we were much less impacted than in most parts of the country, but that was a tough time for everybody. So I really learned to budget. I learned to pay attention to the personal relationships that I had engendered throughout my business to that, my career to that point. Um, and to, to tap back into those so that that foundation that I had never really went away. And luckily what ended up happening was a lot of what I used to call the fly-by-night agents who just jumped in because they thought it was an easy thing to do to be a real estate agent washed out of the market. And consumers realized they needed to rely upon the people who were experienced, knew what they were doing, um, really added value. And so those of us who just persisted through it and kept those relationships whole managed to become even more successful at that mm -hmm. time. But it was hard for everyone then. Yeah, I mean, I think that that goes along with, you know, kind of keeping your, one, keeping your eye on the goal, yeah. and two, you know, taking those lessons that you learned then and applying them even now into your business. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. 
So what is one interesting thing that most people don't know about you? I mean, you have a podcast, you're author of a couple books. What is there anything um, that people maybe don't know about you? Well, maybe that I run a theater company. Um, I am a trained actor, and that's what I actually went to school to do was theater. And I always thought I would end up as an actor, you know, in New York or out on the West Coast, but that's not how things went, which actually I'm very glad things didn't go that way. But um, to keep that kind of creative passion alive, I have started a theater company a couple of years ago here in the Cantlands. It's called Cantlands Community Players, and we do local productions. Right now we're doing them virtually, but that's been a whole other fun learning experience. So I'm very active in the local community theater um, community. Yeah, I did theater as well, so I love you that. We're did? connecting. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I did more on like the techie side of things, but, cool. but yeah, it's something that I'm totally interested in getting back into. Ooh, we'll so. have to talk. Yeah, we will. Okay. Um, and then, so I know you. We obviously talked about your podcast a little bit, but um, tell everybody a little bit more about that. So the podcast is so fun, which is why I'm having so much fun sitting down with you doing this podcast. So. The podcast I started to try to do on my own, and I recorded my very first episode, and I was like, I'm really boring. And then I thought, you know what, I need, and the podcast that I liked the best had like co-hosts. They had two people, conversation back and forth, kind of like we're doing right Mm -hmm. now. So I went to my business partner, Valerie, who is very funny, and she's kind of like the yin to my yang, we always say. So I said to her, and I always go to her and say, so I have this idea. And sometimes she's like, absolutely not. But this time she was like, you know, that might actually be a good idea. So we recorded our first podcast and it was literally just like seven or eight talking points. And it was for people who want to be a real estate agent because we always laugh about the fact that like every day someone's like, you know, I think I'm going to become a real estate agent. And Valerie always rolls her eyes and goes, we must make it look really easy. <laughs> so we started it thinking, let's like try to talk people out of doing this. Not because we don't love them or think we'd be good, they'd be good at it, but because it's really hard. It's actually a very difficult profession. So it kind of bloomed from that original episode. And so we, we recorded it. And it was just like we were sitting down talking together, which we do every day. We just recorded it. And afterwards, we were like, I think this is actually really good. So we started to, you know, actually put it out. We recorded like three episodes. We put it out, got our little intro and outro music going, and we started to get all these listens and all this feedback. And we were like, oh my gosh. So then, you know, we've recorded more and more content. Now we're at 10 episodes at this point and we're closing in on a thousand downloads. So we just had so much fun doing it. And so now it's evolved from just trying to like talk people out of being a real estate agent. We do tell people the truth about real estate all the way through, but we're on goal setting and you know, kind of things that you really need to know and understand and make sure you're comfortable with before you decide to jump into the real estate industry. So it's just been a ton of fun to do. Yeah, you know, it's not just your face on a sign, people. It's way more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So kind of going off of that, uh, what advice would you have for any listeners who are thinking about joining the real estate industry? I know you probably have a lot. (laughs) I have a lot. I would say listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But in general, I think the main thing to do is to figure out what your goals really are. Because again, real estate is a tough business and it takes a lot of self-determination, a lot of self-motivation and a ton of drive to be successful. So you have to really love it. 
I think the people who come into it with a passion for it and a passion again for really helping people, it's so funny. I always say during the transaction, it's almost like, because you know, in real estate, we don't get paid until we are at the settlement table or sometimes if you're not with our brokerage, once you're a couple weeks past the settlement. So, you know, you, you have to like put the paycheck in the back of your mind. We don't do this for the paycheck. We do this to help our clients and to help them fulfill their goals. And then the income just comes as a, like a natural cause of doing the right thing in those ways. So I think the one thing I would say to people is make sure you're doing it for you and for your true love, not of houses, not of money, of helping people. If that's where you're coming from, you're going to be good. But if your husband or your best friend is going, you should be a real estate agent, you should be a real estate agent, then pushing you, pushing you because they've seen someone else be successful or they just think you'd be good at it, but it's not really something you feel like you love and that ignites you every single day, don't get into it. This should be a job that when you wake up every morning, you are so excited and that not a day really feels like work because it is the most fun job in the world when you really love it. You gotta have a servant's heart for sure. You do, exactly. Yes, that's exactly So listen to, so you wanna be a real estate agent and where can everybody find that podcast? You can find So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, actually anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find it. Great, and so tell everybody how they can reach Meredith. You can reach me either via email at meredith at meredithfogel.com, through our website at therealestaterainmakers.com, or you can come right in here to our office in Cantlands. We're at 361 Main Street uh, in Cantlands, and we'd love to see you. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. This was so fun. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow ProTech Inspection Services on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. To be a guest on our show, message us on any of our social media platforms.